You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is, oh, God. <laughs> this is a little lore episode for the Aisha's Embrace. I'm going to be your host. I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orkin. And we've got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. We'd like to read it. Or you can jump into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description, but if you just rather type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. We also have a Ko-Fi. If you would like to support the podcast in any means, that's ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. Thank you so much for your generosity. We really appreciate it. Finger guns. <laughs> Just the verbally, like the, the finger guns. That that got me. I already, I was doing it too, but I figured I should probably say it since this is a audio media and not a visual media. But, you know, <laughs> finger guns. Um, you can also find our info on thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. Wait for it. We're still there. There it is. Yay. Um, so this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, we wanted to especially talk about some of the, the recent stuff in Destiny because we just had, you know, a lot happen. Like Orchid finally finishing the campaign. I did it all by myself. I'm so happy on Legendary. So Legendary, it was so much fun. Um, It was really hard <laughs> because it's really fucking flashy. This, this is way worse than Beyond Light. I thought Beyond Light was really bad. That is a lie. Like, the Witch Queen? <laughs> no. We went over all that last week. The story was really good. I super enjoyed it. It was really great. Will I do it again? Um, a couple of missions, probably. The whole thing, no. Like I'm a single, <laughs> I'm a I'm a single character kind of person. Single trick pony. I'm my other two characters are backpacks. They are not <laughs> actual characters. I just put guns on them. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I just use them as backpacks to put guns and armor. I don't actually use them as characters. I know. So, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. actually use them. I would I would use. No, the only time I ever use my Titan is during Guardian games. So I might do my Titan. And and the, uh, and every the time campaign. and every time you did you use your Titan, you're like, oh, this is so fun. I'm going to main it. Uh, No, I don't ever want to main my Titan ever. I just <laughs> like to say I'm going to because it gives you a little like ray of hope that I might main a Titan because then I'm going to squash it. <sighs> I like to squash your hopes and dreams. It's like my favorite thing to do. That assumes that I care. Uh, I know you <laughs> care deep, deep down. 
Um, but no, the campaign was really fun. It was a really good story, and uh, the writers did a really good job. That was fantastic. That cutscene with her final memory is my favorite and most hated cutscene ever. Yes. <laughs> Syzygy. That one? No, with the shard. Oh, yeah. With with the, the crystal shard in her, like... Spoilers. Yeah. Both my favorite and most hated. Why hated? Because she got rezzed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um... There's, yeah, I have so many opinions. Like when I finished it, I was like, oh, so we're the bad guys. A hundred percent. All of it could have been taken care of. And none of this would have happened if people just communicated. A hundred percent. Literally, if we just communicated with each other and we're like, hey, Savathun, so finger guns, like you're going to do finger guns again. So this is what's <laughs> going on. Here is everything that we know. What do you know? Because we know that you have the light and you have no memories now because that's how it works. Except that we didn't know that she actually was rezzed by the traveler. Like we thought she stole the light. Exactly. It's that's assumptions make an ass out of you and me. Idiots. Mostly you, but sure. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's what you get for being an idiot and right. assuming everything. And so we're the bad guys in this. A hundred percent. So guardians being assholes that we are. D communication. And stop assuming. Also, I don't know if you picked up on it in some of hmm. Finch's dialogue. The hive ghosts are actual like humanity ghosts. Ghosts that would go to the speaker. Oh. Right. And like hang out with the speaker and then just decided that they weren't going to go find a human and like found a hive instead. Their chosen happened to be a hive. They felt that spark. Oh, shit. Right. I think I picked up on that. And and like I, I'm extrapolating because I remember a voice line from Finch saying that he met Osiris before. Right. I do remember that. Which had mm -hmm. to have happened before a year ago. Right. Unless mm -hmm. they were all in the throne world back when Osiris was held captured, you know, held, held captive. Could have, but I'm assuming, I, I will assume with you that these ghosts are all the same ghosts that came from the Traveler. It makes for a lot more of an interesting thought experiment you know i don't know i really like the story a lot there's a lot to pick apart especially with the more lore that we'll get uh, with all the new books uh, speaking of all the new books we're gonna do all the new witch queen content unfortunately bungie's api hasn't populated ishtar yet but we're asking for all the files so we're gonna get to it we just haven't yet because they're not online it's it's gonna so. be after we finish truth to power yeah. So we do, we absolutely want to jump in. We're just trying to line up our ducks before getting everything going. Yep. We're doing, we're doing this short episode this week because it's Rental's birthday. We didn't want to give him a long episode. Exactly. Well. So happy birthday, Rindle. Happy birthday, Rindle. Um, oh yeah. 
So uh, really quick, how was the raid this weekend? So fun. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy it, Valve the Disciple? Uh, I My team only got to the second encounter, and we got to like the final stand of the boss. But just going in, learning the mechanics, like trying to pick it all apart to figure out how does this exactly work? Because there are no guides at that point. No one to tell you, you know, hey, this is how it exactly works. I enjoy that puzzle. So it it was fun. It was so much fun just jumping in and figuring it all out, figuring out how to actually get things accomplished. And like I started getting good. The method that we had was really starting to work. It's just we we couldn't pull everything together DPS wise, but it was just it was so fun. How did you like the visuals in the raid? Because um, I watched you for many hours on Twitch because you were streaming it. <laughs> and um, I loved like everything in there. It was it was the very... one day of the year that I actually streamed. Um, I know you only stream on raid race days. But yeah, it it was so amazing starting out in the, the swamp and then actually going in and seeing everything that was actually, you know, part of the books of sorrow and stuff that wasn't it was just it was so awesome i i just i'm excited to dive into that story it's gonna be amazing and i want to cover it on the podcast we're gonna figure out when and how but it's it's gonna be covered (laughs) so the people who actually won day one raid race were the same people who won it during Vault of Glass. Yes. So con- congrats to them. Yeah. Um back to back. That's amazing. Uh that's unheard of. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before. That's amazing. So good job guys. And poor Dado. Oh my god. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> Feels so bad for him half the time. say that (laughs) i did i did but like still to be the second team that that beat the the thing that you know just came out like it's still an awesome awesome thing to to tote around i mean i i'm proud of the guys that that finished i wish data would have won but you know same uh, they were so close. They're so close. Congratulations to everybody who even tried. Like it was a really tough race and it was it's a really hard raid. Yeah. From everything I've seen. Um, I'm going to do it this weekend with some friends. So I'm really looking forward to it on, you know, normal 1520 light level. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, I'm going to be fine because I'm definitely like at light level to do it. I'm not going to, you know, get absolutely destroyed. <laughs> so You'll be fine. Now that contest mode is off, I can do, you know, normal amounts of damage. I'm not going to get Un- absolutely destroyed. Until so. the final one. And then it's like contest and a half. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. So. Yeah, they'll just be swords over everything. Just like, you know, like... <laughs> 
like I had the entire time during um whatever fucking the legendary, legendary campaign. Yeah, so that's how I've been playing the entire game. It's fine. <laughs> um it's fine. And um, and with the actual raid completion, a new mission was introduced. Yeah, the preservation mission. How cool is that? So both of us have done that since it unlocked. I really enjoy it because it gets some of the basic raid mechanics for the first couple encounters and puts... Yeah. Right. Like, it puts them in a PvE sense that somebody can go in solo and be like, hey, I can start picking this up. Yeah, it gets you on the fish car. It gets you reading all of the... And you get to pick up all of the shiny feathers. And you get to go in and you get to read all of the different um, symbols. And you get to stand inside the wormy. And you get to pet the doggo. And... (laughs) Like, you get to see all the things inside. What? You know, I don't call anything by their name. <laughs> and the centipede horsies. And the centipede horsies. Oh, yeah. The centipede horsies are super cool. I stood on all their butts. Like, don't think I didn't. Oh, I totally did. <laughs> I totally did. Yeah. Yeah. But fish car, you get to stand on fish car. That was cool. Yeah. I'm calling it fish car. That's its name. Just letting you know. So, like you know, a boat. No, it's a it's a fish car. It's not a boat. It's a fish car. And the difference being, it's because the little spine down the center looks like fish spine. How many fish spines do you know that rotate like that? If you rotate them yourself, they rotate like that. <laughs> I don't know why I expected a different response. Or you could call it a tornado potato car. Actually, that's super catchy, and everyone fish car it is. <laughs> you don't want to call it the tornado potato car. Fish car it is. Fish car. And oh my god, in the last leg of it, like that thing just goes. Oh, I know, right? Like I was running to catch up to it. Oh, I stood on it the entire time, unless I was picking up like shiny feathers or keychains. I think we called it both things. But yeah, definitely check out the mission. It's it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It gets you to understand some basic mechanics for the raid for the fir- first couple encounters, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really good time. It's super fun. And you can do it solo, too. Yes. And there's some extra lore podiums, I guess, little buttons that you can press all around the, the final room. Yeah, there's five buttons that you can hit and you can get lore pages. Yep. Unlocks the lore book. So you should do that. It gives you like 1500 seconds or something to explore and right. encourages you to explore. Right. And and that should be the first clue is like, why is there such a long timer? <laughs> yeah. Whenever there's a long timer, that should tell you that there's secret shit to explore, but... It does tell you that there are there are buttons that you can hit, but there are buttons. There's lore pages to unlock. There there's a cool wormy to look at. You can go stand on the doggo. I know people are like, it's a sphinx orchid. I'm like, no, it's a doggo. Like, what sphinxes look like? Fucking like Scottish terriers. Like, it's a doggo. <laughs> Don't even at me. Like, 
I, it, it's cool. Yeah. It's not as it looks like a Scottish terrier. Yeah. That nose be flat. It looks like it has a little mustache. Come on. Come on. It looks like a dog. It's that or like the artists are just really bad. Like it, it looks like a dog. It does not look like a cat. Cat a cat wouldn't let you stand on it. Wait, are you talking about those those little statues that look like the big one next to the bone that you can stand on? Everyone calls it Sphinx. Uh... It looks like a dog. I call it doggo. Yeah, but the Leviathan bone is there. It's like a rib bone of the Leviathan. That's cool. It's Night at the Museum. Go explore shit. It's really cool. Night at the Haunted Museum. (laughs) It's super fucking haunted. Like, go enjoy being haunted at the museum. It's, It's, I'm just blown away by how cool it is. It never even occurred to me that that was the Leviathan bone. I was too busy looking at the worm god that's off in the distance. Right? (laughs) But that we will dive into some other time. Yeah. Uh, When we probably do the raid armor, we'll talk Mm -hmm. more about it. And the lore book that comes with unlocking it from inside. Absolutely. Stuff and things. Yeah, we'll talk more about it then and gush about it later. But how about this lore network ad? Sounds good to me. Do you know this is going to be less than 20 minutes? I do now. Mm Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Rendell. (laughs) (laughs) It happened again. It happened again. It's a twoggle that was under 20 minutes long. And it's an episode that I was able to get edited in one night. It's past 3.30 in the morning, but I don't care. It's done. These are the only things I ever ask for. (laughs) The Lore Network. Have you ever wished that someone could just read you the lore? Destiny Lore Audiophile may be just the podcast you've been looking for. Join us as we bring the stories of Destiny to life, with straight readings of your favorite lore, with no analysis or commentary, or as we breathe life into these tales with acting, sound effects, and music. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audiophile on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audiophile. Audiophile is spelled with a PH instead of an F. You can find both readings and radio dramatizations of selected lore books and web lores by talented voice actors from the Destiny community. Episode releases will be announced from our Twitter pages, at HeyIt'sOrchid and at RendellZivas, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single performance. See you there. This is a little lore episode. Some lore isn't pressed neatly into lore books, but they add to the overall universe of Destiny. So we're going to use these little lore episodes to do a dive into these individual lore tabs. Would you like to kick us off, Orchid? I would love to. So this is a uh, brief intro into the topic. This is Aisha's Embrace. 
how it is obtained, um, you get it by participating in the newest Trials of Osiris this season. And it is a, is, what it, is this? Is this a scout rifle? Yes. Oh, what kind of scout rifle is this? Uh, I'm pulling it up. Is this a rapid fire scout rifle? Oh, I want this gun. Yeah, it's a rapid fire 260 RPM. Yes. <sighs> I'm going to have to play Trials this season. This is a rapid fire scout rifle. Nice. It's the same frame as Randy's throwing knife, folks. Oh, shits. Well, Randy's was a rapid fire frame at 260 RPM, and so is Aisha's embrace. Well, Randy's throwing knife is back. We called them cowards and said they wouldn't do it. Here it is. <laughs> so how it's obtained, it's obtained by participating in Trials of Osiris. The flavor text reads... Fill my wounds with molten golds and make me whole again. She has been here before. Pale wisps of clouds swirl over pine trees the color of blackened emerald. No birds sing here. Only the cold wind whistles through the tree branches. Flares of atomic fire bloom in the woods and lick against smoldering bark. There is poison in the ground, violence in the air. Screams, both human and inhuman, erupt and echo out into the gloom. She has been here before. Two dozen hive thrall erupt from the mouth of a cave, shimmering and opalescent like mollusk corpses. They scramble through the dark, shrieking cries of death and birth. Shaira stands, sword of fire held fast, screaming against the crashing tide of chitin and bone. She has been here before. Burning embers of thrall rain around her, but with each dispatched wave of necrotic soldiers, their numbers seem to double. They press forward, inching her closer and closer to the crumbling ravine. Shayura knows that the only way out is through. Wings of flame roar off her back, leaving a trail of rippling heat and charred thrall in her wake. She has been here before. The thrall finally recede, but the towering knight that strides through their parted ranks is an escalation, not a victory. Her sword clashes with the knight's shield, shattering it in a single blow before tearing through the knight's arm and sinking her blade into its chest. She has been here before. She can feel her light ebbing and wastes no time splitting the knight in half and separating head from body. Shara exhales with relief, but with her next breath comes a blinding flash of light. It manifests above the knight. Her vision swims, her mind reels, the shape is at once familiar and alien. A ghost. Shaira sees the Hive Knight reborn, reconstructed, as a guardian would be. She has been here before, but not like this. Deep panic builds in her chest. This is no Hive Death ritual. This is not Titan. She runs from the Knight's next swing and slips into the reach of Thrall that tear at her armor. 
mustering the last of her solar energy, Shayra calls up a psychonic pillar of flame that twists up into the sky and consumes the night. Not like this. The reverent knight collapses in the flames and its ghost manifests again. Shayra leaps forward and drives her sword through, pinning the screaming ghost to the forest floor. Her solar aura flickers and fades. Smoke and steam billow from her back and shoulders. Not like this! Shay! Shire's breath catches, her mind jostled. She feels the soft grass beneath her and sees the flower dappled park that surrounds her, all sitting beneath the shadow of the traveler in the heart of the city. Her SMG lies on the ground at her side. Tears shine below exhausted eyes, dark hair in a tangle matted to her head. Aisha kneels in front of her friend as one might before a wild animal. Reed Seven stands at her back in abject silence, hand over his mouth. City security fans out behind him, their weapons trained on Shaira. Shay, Aisha pleads this time. She gingerly places her hands on Shaira's cheeks and looks into her eyes, searching for a sign of recognition. Shaira eventually reaches up and touches one of Aisha's hands. She tries to talk, but her words are merely whimpers. Aisha wraps her arms around Shaira's shoulders and pulls her into an embrace. It's going to be okay, Aisha whispers into Shaira's hair. We're going to get you help, Aisha promises. Shaira does not trust herself or the world she thought she knew. Light is dark. Dark is light. The lines have blurred beyond recognition. But at least in surrender, there is peace. God, this entry is just... Like, thinking about Shira's story the way it is. You know, she has this mental breakdown in the middle of trials and almost final deaths a couple guardians and then she snaps and starts going after stasis wielders because it's the darkness and she does then absolutely murder a bunch of people yeah she just goes on some sort of like final death murder spree yeah but then she comes to find out that the hive our darkest enemies have the light yeah and she's thrown for such a loop that like she just she doesn't know how to react right you know she she kills the knight but then she doesn't know how to deal with it because all throughout guardian you know all throughout the city age and and everything like we've been taught that the light is good darkness bad and I mean, it's how did you feel the first time you had to crush a ghost? Like, honestly, when I did it, I was fine. I was perfectly happy to do it because I didn't know then what I know now. Now, knowing what you know, how do you feel? I'm very conflicted. See, when I did it, like me being the mess of a human I am. 
because I get invested in everything that I do and read. And like, I don't know if that's like my fucking, you know, like Aspie ADHD, emotionally broken brain that I have. But like, I was a mess and I still don't like doing it. I know it's a game mechanic, but like I like sat there and like cried because like I knew going into it that they were our ghosts. And see, that's like you're saying that that you're wrong for feeling that way, but you're not. Those are actually tower ghosts like the last city ghosts. Yeah. Like I knew that they were our ghosts that were just that just had hive bodies. Like I knew that they were our ghosts. And, and see, like I, I originally did not. I thought that they were some kind of concoction that the hive did. Mm-mm. But like that's that's the whole idea behind the campaign is that you're trying to figure out how the hive got the light. You know, how Savathun pulled off this trick. Come to find out, it wasn't her. See, I went into it thinking that the entire time, thinking that the Traveler had given her the light. I didn't think that she had ever pulled off a trick. I played the entire game thinking the Traveler gave her the light, and it turned out I was right. Yeah, you were right. And so me playing the game like that, and then like it was a really hollow victory on my part. Because I was hoping it was a trick. And then it turns out it wasn't. <laughs> I was right. like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, it, it just... All of that leads into the fact that this, this poor guardian, she's still reeling from that, that break. To the point that even, you know, the, the city security encircled her. Like they they... Like I said here, you know... Aisha kneels in front of her friend as one might before a wild animal. Reed Seven stands at her back in abject silence, hand over his mouth. City security fans out behind him, their weapons trained on Shira. I mean, the last we saw of her, she was in her ship. She had gone to Venus and like met with somebody that we didn't know. And, Question mark? and final death dim. Yep. And the poor Elixany that he was meeting with. Yep. But I mean, if they hadn't seen her since we saw her and she had just gone on some sort of murder spree and then shows up having those same kind of nightmares where she creates pillars of fire in her dreams. Right. She's but, she's got some serious PTSD. Yeah. And at this point, like her fire team has been looking for her for seven, eight months, maybe even nine. Right. And I I just I, I it's such a good story. And I'm glad that she's finally getting the help that she she needs. I want to see more. Yeah. Cause this is something that Bungie doesn't dive into a whole lot is you know what the mental health state of these guardians are like they're starting to dive into that and they're using Shira as kind of the poster child for it right 
and it's just it's it's heartbreaking and at the same time it's it's good to see that so do you have any final thoughts um i this feels like the end of a story honestly it does and we've been three seasons slash an entire year of the story now i think because we've had her story on reed's regret we've had it on uh on her smg shaira's wrath yeah we've had it on the armor pieces mm-hmm. like now we've had it on this scout rifle which i cannot wait to get my hands on to be honest <laughs> right. like oh man i love scout rifles <laughs> I am right there with you. I love scout rifles. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I loved Randy's. I loved Randy's too. I loved Randy's so much. I'm hoping it feels like Randy's. Oh my gosh. But that would be good. Oh, really would. I'm a little sad because I don't want the story to end. The thing that's great about destiny. And I know we've talked about this before is that destiny is a place, you know, it's not, like it's a place where stories are told. It's not a single story. We aren't the main we're not the main character. Like we're a side character in Destiny. We're the main character in our own story, which is like the campaign story, I guess. But we're not in the lore stories. That's why I like lore books. And that's why I like talking about the lore on armor pieces. And that's why I like doing this podcast because we get to read all the lore in the rest of the universe and it fills out the universe and gives it color and depth. And we've spent so much time with Aisha and her fire team and like Aisha and Reed seven and Shaira are now like people that we know when they are these three dimensional characters that we've come to spend a lot of time with. And I don't really want that to end. I've really enjoyed them. Now, I'm going to say something that is probably controversial. Okay. I'm sitting down. I'm ready for it. So, so Bungie got bought out by Sony, right? Right. And we suspect that it's for multimedia, multiple facets of media. Yes. Not just the game. Right. What if we got an adult animation? Of this. I would totally watch a Shire's anime. Right. I would 100% watch that. Right. There's so much potential. That'd be 110% good. They could go into, you know, the fire team's history. Mm-hmm. They could go into the actual incident and everything that happened there. They can dive into the future of the fire team. Like, like the potential is there. Yeah. It would be really good. I mean, I would even read an actual novel about them. Like, right. There's so much new media that they could do about like Shire's fire team. Like I, I just said animation because that is the easy, you know, quick stop. Mm -hmm. That that's the quick answer. But like, I, they could dive into it in any kind of media. I will say destiny should never be live action. I agree. Destiny should never, ever, ever be live action. Like anime or animated. Yes. CGI, animated. Live action should never be. Ever. Don't make that mistake. Don't do it. 
because like they're gonna come up to to an enemy like Oryx or you know Zivu or something or a worm god and you can't. It's all gonna be CGI anyway. Also, the powers and the movement. It's all gonna have to be right. CGI anyway, so you might as well make all of it CGI. Right. So you might as well just make it anime, and it will be cool. Just, just make it anime. <laughs> but this is really good. I, this is sad, but I'm glad she's getting help finally, exactly. and not on a murder spree anymore. I hope she doesn't escape and go on another murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that would not be good no that would be terrible that that would that would be not good yeah mm-hmm. so uh shout outs yeah shout out to uh, our best audio producer rindles us for his birthday hope he has a very happy birthday I second Yay. that. Happy birthday, buddy. Also, we usually do, for Little Lores, we usually do shout-outs to our favorite uh, weapon variety of whatever thing that we're doing for the the thing, the thing with the stuff. So this is a scout rifle. I'm shouting out my favorite scout rifle, which is Randy's throwing knife. <laughs> Go figure. I love Randy's throwing knife. It is so good. And if it's not that, it's symmetry. Because symmetry is such a meme gun, and yet it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I have a painting uh, of it on my wall. Since since we're doing that, yep. I'm gonna shout out my my personal favorite, mm-hmm. um, which is Vision of Confluence. Oh, that's so good too. Time lost. Oh, oh look at you! <laughs> you fucking rain sweat. Time lost version. Ugh, get out of here. <laughs> time loss version get the fuck out <laughs> god damn i had to go there yeah you did well i'm just gonna get aisha's embrace adept so that's fair. yeah that's that's fair time loss that's gonna be the weekend that's gonna be the weekend that i i play trials hard yeah try and go for that i'm definitely gonna get I'll definitely go for Flawless that weekend so I can get the Adept version. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. I hope we yeah. can actually make Trials weapons in... Nope. We can't? Damn it. Nope. Not craftable. Fuck. <sighs> oh, well. It was, a, it was a nice thought for five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Had to squash that right away. Damn it. I was so- hoping. Okay. <laughs> This is the part of the episode we'd like to give some special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. You can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zivas. Go send him a happy birthday yeah, message. Yeah, go, go tell him happy birthday because it's his birthday. The, the artwork and music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are... Th- the resource we use to make our show notes thank you baxter thank you baxter so final reminders you can find us on twitter at guardians underscore lore at hey it's orchid or at i underscore m underscore elemist you can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com you can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast and if you do let us know about it uh or you can jump into our discord the link is in the episode description but if you'd like to just type it out it's discord.gg slash lorehub. And finally, our Ko-Fi 
Uh, if you would like to help support the podcast in any way, we greatly appreciate it. You can find that at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we appreciate it. Thank you, finger guns. Thank you, finger guns. That's thank you, comma, finger guns. Sure, sure it is. All right, say goodbye, Orchid. Goodbye, Orchid. Finally! (laughs) Take care. Bye, good night. Good day. Good morning. Otters.